There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention, Fossil! Non! Fossil! C'est pas possible! They are calling it the greatest comeback of all time. Some are even calling it the greatest night in Barcelona's history. The Madrid papers don't necessarily agree. A comeback with objections is the headline on one of the back pages. Uh, we are going to talk to Dermot Corrigan, who was there for the Irish Examiner last night. He's on a train at the moment between Seville and Barcelona. Um, and we'll also have Irish Examiner soccer correspondent Lee Mackey a little bit later. But first we'll chat with Dermot. Dermot, uh, a bit of a, a nightmare night for a guy filing a match report on the uh, on the whistle, but uh, but an incredible night. Yeah, the, everybody had it, had it written that you know Barca had tried their best, but they'd come up short, and that uh, PSG were going through to the the quarterfinals, and maybe there was a bit of an end of an era for Barca with Luis Enrique going in the in the summer and Messi's future up for for grabs as well. But yeah, it was it was an incredible comeback in the last five minutes, free kick, and then the penalty, and then the. The night setting up the 95th minute for winner for for Sergio Roberto. It wasn't an easy one to to try and describe what had happened or to uh, to try and explain away how it could happen. But it was a yeah pretty historic night all round. Just looking at the uh, the back pages of the the Barcelona papers, they're they're going with legends, heroes, that kind of vibe. Is that the way it is across the across the press out there? Yeah, definitely because it, it's gone down. It's been an interesting one to, to look at as well because even Barca teams who've been great teams in the past, like Cruyff's team that won the the 92 European Cup and then Pep's team that won two Champions League, Pep Guardiola's team, they never had a night like this where they were, it's called a remontada in, in Spanish, where they were up against it, you know, with a, a 4-0 or a, a big a big scoreline to overcome yeah. and nobody gave them any hope and they were able to do it, whereas last night they were. So it's going to go down in history. Even, you know, people were talking about it as being even as good as those those nights when they won trophies or they, they won the Champions League or they, they won classicos at the Bernabeu, things like that. You know, it'd be one of those things where everybody will say, I was there. You know, do you remember the night when Neymar did it? Or do you remember the night when we beat PSG? You know, it'll be up there in the, the best ever nights in Barcelona's history, for sure. Yeah, and as you mentioned Neymar there as well. I mean, this um, it, it, it was very much uh, all about him in that last uh, in that last five, six minutes. Um, does this kind of almost elevate him up there with, with Messi in, in, in the current uh, pantheon over there? Yeah, I think so. It's a really... It's a really good question, and it's something that we're that we're going to have to watch because before yesterday, you know, looking at the papers on over the weekend and then on Tuesday morning, it was all about if Barca have any chance in this game, it's going to be Messi. It's going to be Messi. It's going to have one of those amazing nights where he scores four or five goals, and and he's the one who pull who pull Barca through. As it turned out, that's what PSG thought as well. I think their coach Unai Emery had a setup to to stop Messi to pack the middle of the pitch. You know, he seemed to have. You know, 10 players around Messi at times, and Messi couldn't get into the game at all. That left a bit more space maybe for Neymar to be able to get into the game, to run at his, his marker and to take the game to PSG out wide. But it, then in the last five minutes, it was all about character. I think the tactical kind of bits of it went out the window. 
It was Neymar who, who grabbed the ball and took the free kick, which he won himself and stuck it in the top corner. Then when Barca had a penalty, when Suarez went down, you know, Messi had scored a penalty earlier in the game, but it was Neymar who, who grabbed the ball again and, you know, he did that slow run-up with the, the step and the waiting for the keeper to move and everything. You know, he showed such such composure and such... Uh, he just just grabbed the moment when, when it came and scored the goal. And then again, it was him who, who took the free kick. You know, they did a free kick in the 95th minute. They're going to put the ball in and towards Ter Stegen and everybody. It wasn't Messi who was taking the free kick. It was Neymar and it came back to him and he turned inside and and played the ball. It was really all about him, and you know, for a club where it's been all about Messi for the last five, six years, it's a, it's a big turnaround. And then you have Messi, who's out of contract in, in 14 months or so, and you know, everybody thinks he's probably going to sign a new deal with them. But the the relationship between him and his agent, who's his father, and the, the club board hasn't been great over the years. So it's it's really uh, you know, it's a, it's a big step up for Neymar last night, and it it puts an extra bit of doubt around Messi's future for sure. It was incredible composure, especially on, on, on that last one. I mean, I think uh, Kevin Kilban on the radio here was shouting, don't shoot, don't shoot, when uh, <laughs> when uh, Neymar pulled it back inside. Um, I mean, on, he, on his left foot as well, it was a beautiful ball. Um, is there a sense, uh, is there any sense there to who made the call over who should take the penalty? Was it, did Messi willingly give it up to Neymar? Or, um... the, the feeling, and, you know, I, I have to admit, I haven't, I haven't gone back over the, the footage or had to look and see what, what Messi did. Yeah. But the feeling is that, that it was Neymar who, who just grabbed it and said, I'm going to take it. And Messi could have, could have come across and pulled rank, but he didn't. Yeah. The funny one with, with Barca and the penalties that, Different people have taken penalties um, for them in the past, like Messi missed a few, Neymar missed a few, Suarez missed a few. But Messi scored all six that he's taken so far this season. You know, in the last couple of weeks, he scored a really important one to, in the last minute to give them a win against Laganez. But this time, I guess once he saw Neymar had got the ball, he wasn't going to go over and take it off. And uh, yeah, iconic, of course, um, exuberant celebrations then from Luis Enrique sliding on his, on his arse across the, the new camp. Um, where, what does this, what does this... What does this do for him now? I mean, I, I presume he's, he's still going to go, but it, it, it changes the whole narrative about his sort of reign, doesn't it? Yeah, for, for sure. It's like, you know, he's, they could go, if he goes in the summer, they could have won 13 of the 15 yeah. major trophies that they're in for, you know, like, which is unheard of, you know, even better than, than Guardiola's record. But yeah, he doesn't get that much credit. Like, yesterday... At, at 3-1, if he had a lost 3-1, people might have said, would he give it his best? But he, they would have remembered how you know, he was taken apart really by Unai Emery's tactics in, in the first leg and that he would have got a good bit of the blame for them from going out. Now he does get a good bit of credit. You know, they, they pushed PSG back. He, he took a lot of risks. You know, he, two defenders really in the team and even they were playing most of the game in, in PSG's half. You know, it was a unheard of really type yeah. of game, just the way, the way it turned out, the way there was, there was nobody in Barca's half for so long. So he, he deserves a good bit of credit. He got the he got the team up for it. He, he has instilled a certain amount of character in it. But again, he's, he's not going to go down, even if he does go in the summer. And I, I'll be very surprised if he if he stays. You know, I think he's decided that he's going to go. And his relationship with the dressing room wouldn't be great. His relationship with the the journalists around the camp now is awful. You know, it's really not a good atmosphere in the, the press conferences, especially if the team loses. Last night it was fine, but you know when the team doesn't do well, there's there's a really bitter atmosphere between him and the, the local press. His relationship with the board wouldn't be great. His record is amazing. You know, we'll see what he does next. But I, I think even even after winning last night, it doesn't really change his situation. In terms of the um, the reaction across maybe the Madrid media and, and in the in the rest of Spain, I presume within, within Barcelona, certainly there's not too much uh, forensic investigation of whether those were actually penalties or not. But uh, is there a little bit more? Is there a little bit more skepticism in the in the wider media over there? Yeah, I think in Madrid. 
you know, in the, the you'd have to look pretty clo- closely in the Barcelona papers or the Catalan media to find any any mention of the refereeing decisions. But it, in Madrid on the radio last night and uh, on the TV and in the in Marca this morning, they have mentioned that they did get the run of the green. You know that the Suarez penalty in the in the last couple of minutes was you know was really a penalty. I think he went down easy. Hmm. PSG could have had a penalty themselves at least one for handball from Mascarano after about 10 minutes. There was another couple of instances. I think Mascarano himself, he, he did after the game, he admitted he, he took down Di Maria when Di Maria went through at 3-1 yeah. and you know seemed to pull the trigger and he, he got his legs taken out. Mascarano said, yeah, it was a penalty. I, I took him down, I took the risk and they got away with it. So I think you know, if the team are going to win 6-1 and come back from, from 4-0 down, they're probably going to have to get a bit of rub of the green or to get the refereeing decisions to go for them. And they definitely did. You, you could feel a little bit sorry for PSG and especially for Emery. He, he mentioned it afterwards at his, his press conference and it's the only thing he can grab onto, I guess. You know, his team were, were totally outplayed, but it is true that the Barca needed the refereeing decisions to go their way and they definitely did. Yeah, I must say, watching it, I wasn't particularly surprised to see Barcelona getting uh, getting a few penalty decisions when they when they threw themselves down in the box. Um, would it be would it be part of a sort of a bigger narrative with the bigger clubs? I'm not 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 particularly Barcelona, but I mean Munich will will get a penalty when they need it as well, I suppose, and, and Madrid if it comes to it. Um, there is that uh, tendency of the kind of established elite to get those decisions when uh, the need is greatest, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. Like it happens everywhere. I think it happens in. In England, it happens in Ireland, it happens in GA, and it happens in rugby, uh, and everywhere that the, the bigger teams, especially when they're playing at home, especially in an atmosphere like that, that decisions tend to, to go their way. Like, Barca weren't happy with the ref after the first leg. They thought that, that they'd been hard done by in, in Paris. Some of the PSG players would have been booked earlier in the game, and then they would have been less likely to, to interrupt Barca's rhythm, I guess. Like, it, it's funny here, every week there's a, in Spain, every week there's a, uh, a row about referees somewhere, and Barca feel they're hard done by, you know, they think that the referees favour Madrid, and Madrid think that the referees favour Barca, which, you know, makes no sense at all, but yeah. like, that's, that's, that's the reality of that every, even the big teams who get the decisions going their way, they don't, they don't admit it or they don't accept it, it doesn't seem like that from, from their perspective. Yeah, of course, yeah. And so where, where do you think this, uh, I suppose, where, where does it leave? In a funny kind of way, it wasn't exactly a, the kind of complete performance, I suppose. No, no. Uh, I mean, where, where does it leave them as, as potential winners? Obviously, they, they've, they've got a pretty good chance now, but um, there's still a few uh, weaknesses there, really, isn't it? Um, in in the in the Barca side. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, just looking at the stats, they, they scored six goals, but they only had nine shots on target. So you know, if PSG scored no own goal, they you know there was the first penalty was definitely a penalty. It was a silly challenge by the the right back on Neymar. Barca didn't really open up PSG that much, you know, the, as you would maybe in the past when it was Guardiola's team and they cut teams apart and they, they moved the defence around and they were able to, to come to it. That's not really what happened. It's just the, it was the, the impetus and the, the power that they had and then it was, it was Neymar's individual brilliance. So they do, have, they do have brilliant individuals and that, you know, they always have a chance in a game, but I, I don't think it makes them huge favourites to win the tournament. Madrid are still there, Munich are still there as well, Bayern looks, you know, pretty strong against, against Arsenal. So Barca, they've dropped points recently in the league as well. They're not, they're not quite at, at their best as they were a couple of years ago or as they were in, in Louis III. So it's still very open. I think the euphoria around will, is great and push them forward for the rest of the season. We'll see what the draw is now in, in a couple of weeks' time or next Friday, um, tomorrow week, and see, see who they get. And probably be favourites, more or less, but there's it, a long way to go yet. Sure, and finally, then I suppose it does give them an extra 
it almost adds to the, the mythology of the, of the club in a way as well. It gives them that sort of thing that Manchester United had. That maybe, maybe as you say, Barca didn't have that sort of inevitability of coming back in a, in a big game that, that, that United traded on, at least domestically, for a while, you know. So it makes it all the more likely that they will pull it out of the fire again when, 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 if they're in some kind of a hole down the line. Because a couple of times in, when they have gone out of the Champions League recently against Bayern, you know, when, when Heinke's team won it um, just before Guardiola went to to Munich and against Atletico Madrid last year and the way they, they play the game is so int- or was so intricate and so, so finely tuned that when that tuning is off a bit that they, you can you can disrupt them or you can put them off their game and they won't come back now they have come back now they have that great comeback and it definitely does make them more dangerous for sure Brilliant listen thanks Dermot for that appreciate it now we've Irish Yamaha soccer correspondent Liam Mackey on the line Liam where were you watching it last night? Uh, I was, uh, I was, I had the luxury, uh, Larry, of watching this uh, from my home, and uh, I say luxury because um, would I like to have been in the new camp last night? Yes, absolutely, but only up to a point, and and the point is that uh, had I been there, I'd have been in the press box uh, with my laptop and and my notebook and pen, and uh, and it would have been a job of work, and maybe the most demanding job of work uh, a sports journalist, certainly a football journalist, could ever hope uh, or ever uh, fear of facing in terms of meeting a deadline on the whistle, as we say in the trade, which a lot of the guys in the press box and and women in the press box there would have had to do. Uh, Almost my first thought when it ended was was with those people. I I was sort of there in in 2005 uh, when I was in Istanbul for the miracle of Istanbul when Liverpool came back from the dead. I remember that night having to scrap 500 words of carefully crafted prose which had <laughs> gotten underway at half-time as, as Milan cruised to their seemingly inevitable victory and then watching the impossible unfold uh, and then on its extra time and penalties. But that was a protracted comeback um, which at least had the, the, the virtue from the point of view of covering it as a journalist that it, it, you, know, you could see it coming for a while. I just last night was like nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, to have, to, I mean, if you think of Liverpool coming from three down in that game, they did it over the space of 45 minutes. And as I said, then there was extra time and then there was penalties for them to win it. To come from three down for the second time in the tie and do it from the 87th minute, there's no precedent for that in football that I can think of. No, nothing comes close to that. Mm. Uh, so for me, it, it was a rare luxury uh, to revert to a state of almost pure fandom, uh, which I did because I think Barcelona brings that out in people in the same way that traditionally, or at least in the past, Brazil used to bring it out in people. They're just a neutral team. They've just done so much for the game over so many years and they've been such a joy to watch in their pomp that outside of Paris obviously and probably Madrid I would think everybody looking in thought they do this please do this and uh, that they did it in the end was was just extraordinary and I I know I ended up just standing in front of the television for the last few minutes more or less screaming in that atavistic way of ours get it in the box fortunately um they, I mean, they just keep playing the way they always do. They did hit a few longish ones towards the end, and obviously when the keeper went up, but they still, they were still playing it out from the back. And signs on it, Neymar, who was, was the man who did it for them last night, when he got that chance to return a clearance first time into the box, which what looked like would be the last passage of play in the game, he just had the composure and the class 
to take the, the, the opponent out with a little jink, put it onto his left foot. And actually the pass was very like one we've often seen Messi play. I don't think Messi was really at it last night in terms of what we know he can produce. Yeah. But it was one of those tipped balls over the top. And obviously Sergio Roberto's finish was, was incredible to get on the end of it and, and direct it into the roof of the net. And then, uh, as I think Con Hulahan once said of similar occasion, all, all heaven broke loose in the new camp. It was, it was indescribable. Yeah, I think that was the, the, the beautiful element of all right, that Barca kept, uh, they kept playing football. Um, although I must say, I was a little bit, and I, I mean, normally I would, I would uh, as a neutral, I would favour Barca and those kind of lights. And we saw the reaction in the, in the BT studios as well, everybody erupted. And, and I think on, on News Talk as well, I, I listened back to the podcast there and uh, the lads erupted in the studio, as you'd expect. Um, but I must say, I found it a little, I was a little bit torn last night given the sort of uh let's just say uh let's just say generosity maybe of the uh, of the referee and a sort of a feeling that um this was something that uh, that wasn't entirely unpredictable the generosity of the referee let's say um yeah you know i, I it's it's one of those ones i think um the the two penalty decisions i think generous is a fair word to describe but i don't think they were cast iron either way, and I think that's sort of important. Um, the one where the, the, the defender went down and Neymar went over him for the first penalty, uh, even looking back on that, I mean, and I've seen different people analyse it in different ways. I think, I think Liam Brady said he thought it was a certain penalty. I've seen other people dismiss it, and that, that really is the point. They were, they were both contentious, and you could argue for or against, and you could certainly say generous, but it wasn't like uh, they, they, it, 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 they were, neither of them were complete miscarriages of justice that were like definitive you couldn't say well he was totally offside there was absolutely no contact it was a clear dive you couldn't say that about them there was an element of doubt certainly and, and the referee and, and, and Barca benefited from the official interpretation of that doubt but you could see why the case was made when the defender fell in front of Neymar did he just lose his footing or in falling he knew Neymar had gotten inside him from what was a brilliant um, Iniesta pass. And did he just make sure he fell in a way that would block Neymar? Did he fall full length to make sure? That, that I think, is contentious. And, and so there's an element of doubt. And for that reason, I think you can see why the penalty was given. And the other one, the claim is that Suarez was about to head the ball and the arm went across him. Now, there's no question Suarez went down very easily. But we're used to that in the game. We're used to players going down. If somebody goes down, it doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't contact which put them off a chance to control and maybe to score. So, yeah, they benefited from generosity. That's fair enough. I wasn't torn about it because I think PSG still had chances to win that game. Uh, and they didn't take them. Great chances. Di Maria went through one-on-one. You know, they'd blown Barcelona away in the first leg. They were in an absolutely commanding position. And then at 3-0, they got the goal, which 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 a really brilliant Cavani finish, which seemed to have ended it. So when you factor all those in, all those things into account, I think the contentious nature of the goals becomes a lesser issue because what really was the story of the night was just the, really the resilience and character of Barca. I, I saw Richard Sadlier say on, on RT, and I totally agree with him, but it was, and it's ironic when you're 6-1 and history in terms of coming back from four down over the two legs and all of that, you look at the bare stats and you think this is 
and it is one of the greatest moments in Barca's history, but it wasn't actually one of the greatest displays in a footballing sense by any means from yeah. them. Um, I think they, they, they laboured a bit. I don't think Messi had the influence on the game that people expected. I, I think you look at Iniesta, he's, he's probably past his prime. I know he was substituted. I thought Rafinha was really poor and I was glad when he went off and in fact his his replacement, Roberto, was the guy who got the, got the winning goal. There, there was a lot about the Barcelona display which would have given me uh, concern about their ability to go on in the tournament and win it. I don't think they will. I think they're, they're past their prime but they have in Neymar someone who has really stepped up now and if Messi isn't going to be able to win games and change games and produce that magic on a consistent basis. He'll still do it from time to time. It looks like Neymar is the guy they can turn to. So overall, when you consider the odds that were stacked against them uh, and how much composure and resilience and nerve they had to show and the work they put in as well, because they had done a phenomenal amount of work in closing PSG down, even allowing for the fact that, as many people have said, PSG played into their hands by playing so deep and, and simply looking to to keep their, their lead from, from more or less the kickoff. But I think when you factor everything in, uh, I wouldn't be torn about it. I think that was not only the greatest comeback I've ever seen in football, but one that was totally deserved. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was an extraordinary... The ultimate bottle job, I suppose, from the PSG lads. I mean, the, I think the stat that they managed to complete three passes between the, I think the second, the first of the three goals and the third goal. Uh, in that five minutes, they managed to complete three passes. I think that uh, sort of illustrates the level of uh, panic that had set in. But I mean, you, you mentioned the chance, the Di Maria chance, and just to finish on the refereeing, I suppose. I think that, I mean, I think Mascherano even admitted, I think um, uh, Dermot said earlier in, in the Spanish media that he... Uh, he, he, he caught him there, yeah, he fouled yeah, him from behind. Yeah, well, it certainly did look like that, and, and you know, that's fair enough. It, 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 that they got away with that one. I, in, in some ways, that may be the most contentious of them all. Uh, yeah. Uh, because if that was, and I didn't see, uh, I didn't see that replay. Well, I think Liam, I think nobody in Europe saw that replay because uh, the Spanish TV director wasn't particularly anxious to anxious for us to watch that one again. I think. Uh. <laughs> That's the reason. Okay, right. Okay, okay, control of the flow of information. Well, that explains that, and it will be interesting to see it back. And actually, that may be potentially the single most contentious one of them all, uh, because as I could say, you can argue the other two. I thought. I have to say, I thought both penalties were soft, but I can see why they were given, put it that way. Um, I, I don't think they were 100% clear-cut either way. Uh, but that one may well be the one that PSG have grants for, for most complaint about. Uh, but they did have other chances, and Cavani hit the post as well. And, and I think, you know, it's hard, it's very unfair to say of PSG they got what they deserved because that was such an improbable comeback. Uh, and even up to the goal at the very, very end, you, you, you really didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, you just thought this can't happen. It's, it doesn't happen in sport. It doesn't happen this way. Um, and, and so I think PSG, uh, to some extent, I, I obviously feel for them on, on, on the level that they, they lost a game. They should have won. But they did play into Barca's hands. They did get it tactically wrong. And... You know, when they actually came out for the second half and clearly the manager had said to them, you're going to have to play higher up the pitch and you're going to have to do more to press 
Barcelona, they got their reward on whatever was just, just past the hour mark with the goal. Yeah. And there was no reason I felt it that. I can understand then why they thought they had it, because I think we all did. And television was showing pictures of TK looking utterly demoralised and, and the whole thing had gone flat. No, 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 nobody, nobody saw what Barcelona were going to do from the, the 87th minute on or whatever it was. Just, just no one could have foreseen that, least of all PSG. But again, over the two legs, when you think of what they had done in Paris, and you think of how they collapsed last night, and as much as ultimately all the credit has to go to Barcelona for for really coming back from the dead in a way like no other team has done, a PSG would have to look at themselves and think, how did we let that, to what extent did we let that happen? Um, uh, but ultimately it was the story, I think, of sheer class in, in Neymar's performance. And then... From, from Barcelona, just incredible resilience, uh, character and, and work, just, just, just that constant willingness to, to, to keep going, even when they're the football that we know Barcelona can play and have played in the past, even though we didn't actually see a huge amount of that in the game. Yeah, and I suppose for those of us who are, who are um, confined to watching on TV, we, we should give some uh, credit to George Hamilton as well, I think, because... Uh just as Neymar was lining up that free kick, I think, George, it's not going to be this season just as the ball entered the net. I think that's what we can sort of uh, credit for starting the improbable, uh, the improbable revival. Well, well, well uh, in the grand tradition of, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> announcing the stats for uh, how long it is since Packy Bonner had conceded or something like that. He didn't manage to get the danger here out, but, uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 it was just an extraordinary night. I mean, I was looking at clips. I, 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 do you know what I, ultimately what I love about this? I'm, when I say I was standing up and screaming, get it into the box, I guess one of the reasons I, I would always much rather be at a game than watch a game on TV. Uh, but I think one of the reasons why I, I personally enjoyed last night so much was that to be in the position of allowing yourself to behave like a fan, and unashamedly I would consider myself a fan of Barcelona for what they've done over the years, uh, and to be in a position to just be like that and experience that, and, and then to see that the same effect played out in all sorts of places, obviously on, in the stadium. I mean, the scenes at the end, when it was, actually when the goal was scored, before the final whistle, when the entire Barca uh, bench just ran across the pitch, uh, it was just extraordinary scenes. To see Luis Enrique uh, celebrating the way he did, to see Messi just jumping up on the hoardings and celebrating. There was something about, and then there was that stuff in, in, in the BT studio with, with Lineker and Gerard. Now, you know, Lineker is a former Barca player, certainly entitled to be on his feet applauding. I'd, I'd be interested to see what, what, uh, how Michael Owen's laugh at the studio goes down in Madrid. Absolutely, but, yeah. But yeah. to see that effect on people, um, it was just a reminder of the sheer joy that football can bring. And, and like we do live in an era where we're constantly told the modern game has been ruined by money. It's about ego. It's all about you know, it's all about money, it's all about uh, a kind of a venality and so on. And there was none of that. The, 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 the joy in, uh, in, the, in the Barcelona players, in their supporters, and people looking in from all over the world, and clearly I exempt the poor old PSG fans in this, but that was just born of a delight at seeing 
something improbable happen in the way that really sometimes only sport can deliver. Uh, that kind of romance of the impossible dream. And it was, it was sensational. And look, I have a feeling, as I say, I don't think Barcelona are going to win the Champions League this season. Uh, and oddly enough, even if they did, I don't think the feeling in Barcelona amongst their fans will ever come close even if they win the Champions League, to what they must have felt uh, at that moment when Di Roberto's uh, volley was diverted into the top of the net. It, if, if, you were in, if you were there as a fan, it just must be one of those things that will, you'll wake up in 20 years from now in the middle of the night with goosebumps thinking about it. Brilliant, Liam. I think your, your natural positivity has, has, has outweighed my, my perhaps negativity there. But uh, I maybe, maybe it's the price we have to pay. Maybe the... the the fact that Suarez was rewarded possibly for his, his third or fourth dive or maybe the, the sixth or seventh dive between himself and Neymar. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe that's the price we have to pay for those sort of, uh, as you say, pure exhilaration of that last, that last well, moment. You know, the thing is, like, I, I hate diving in the game, but I think we now have... Uh, there's now a sense in which we actually look at that in football and we think that's the story of any given game mm, and it yeah. wasn't the story of last night yeah that's, that's a fair point, point. Yeah. it was it was part of it and it's part of the game i personally would you know what, what i think really is if a referee sees a dive and he blatant and he knows it's a dive you, you get booked and ideally you get you'll get sent off and you'll be suspended and you'll, you'll pay the penalty for diving I've, I've really no time for it but I have to be honest, in the overall context of what Barcelona did over those two legs, where they were, where they were coming from and where they got to, I think those issues are so much beside the point in terms of the scale of the achievement that it's almost churlish to kind of bring them up as talking points. Uh, Fair enough, they need to be analysed in the way that incidents all around that game need to be analysed. You could also talk about, I thought PSG had targeted Neymar. I thought the number of tackles that went in on him that were 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 well over the line in terms of uh, the severity of them. I thought that was substantial in that match. And to be fair to Neymar, nine times out of ten, he got up and he got on with it. And ultimately, he delivered, not because of the black arts, he delivered because he had the class to do it when the pressure was really on in a way that few of us will ever know, even top elite sports people will rarely find themselves in that sort of position and he did it and he did it with class and composure and uh, I mean for me it is a story of romance and of joy and a reminder of why for me this is the greatest sport in the world Brilliant Liam yeah I think yeah you're right I mean you're right that last moment that last that clip over the it, it was arguably better than if he than if he wellied that into the top corner there because that would have been a shot to nothing. I think it just took everything. It took everything that he had. It took every that bit of composure um, on his left foot as well. It took every bit of quality that he had to just produce the right ball at the right moment. And yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know, I was reminded as well. I've, I've you know, I've been fortunate enough to to be at some sensational football matches over the years, and, and Istanbul is clearly, clearly one of them. I was also in. Um, in Belo Horizonte for that World Cup semi-final and uh, as an experience it was the diametric opposite of, of what last night was about because 
if you're in Brazil for a World Cup and you know what football means in Brazil, everybody does, but you experience it firsthand, and that wasn't a great Brazil team, but somehow they got into that position. And to see them humiliated and embarrassed in the way that they were was, was just an unreal experience. Uh, but, you know, they had lost Neymar in that tournament. And when they lost Neymar, they lost the one player who, if he'd been on the pitch, I think they, that 7-1 result wouldn't have happened. I genuinely don't think it would have happened. I think his effect on the players around him, his ability to do the right thing himself, would, would have made a difference. I'm not saying Brazil would have won. Germany were a better team overall. But I think it, you, you wouldn't have had that humiliation. And, and, uh, um, and he's, just, he's, become a, he's become a great player. There's no question about it. And to do it, I think, uh, you know, I, M- Messi, I, I thought just Messi, it wasn't really happening for Messi uh, last night. You saw, you didn't see the explosive impact from Messi that he can have on a game. Now, I know he was facing a wall of defenders most of the time, and they were obviously double marking him and even triple marking him, but that rarely stops Messi in, in many occasions when it hasn't stopped him in the past. But it needed someone else to take on the role of, of leader. Not, not in terms of kind of ranting and raving and throwing his arms about and exhorting his other, other players to do it, but in terms of taking on the responsibility himself to do the crucial thing. I mean, he took that second penalty, and that was an absolutely vital penalty, and he took it brilliantly. I mean, that was just a test of nerve and skill, and, and he passed it. And then, as you say, just to have that sort of schoolyard instinct to just throw a dummy, put the defender on his backside, and know I can now deliver a better ball. I can deliver a ball that could produce what we're looking for here. Now, in fairness, I think Roberto's finish was brilliant. I mean, that, that ball could have been just an inch ahead of his toe and gone across the face of the goal, and we wouldn't be having this kind of conversation today at all. But it, but it was a brilliant pass. It was an absolutely glorious pass and a fantastic finish. And uh, I, I can understand personally why football people all over the world were, were standing up and screaming at that moment. I was, I was doing it myself. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 